Hi, it's Nicole Lee Master, and I'm doing another consciousness podcast with Julius Bates, and he is also known as the Mad Thinker, and one of his passions is DJing, and he's also a producer, and he has two significant current projects that he's working on. And we'll probably touch on both, but we'll see how this conversation goes. Um, one's a destination event called Mika- Mikasa, and the other one is a uh, album. Oh, shit, sorry. I'm sorry? That, that's me. Sorry, hold on. I had set a Whoops, one second. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I set, set an alarm um, to make sure that I didn't <laughs> The call, and it just went off. Sorry. Okay, let me just turn that off. That's okay. Cool. Okay, sorry about that. That's okay. We've arrived. We're here. Okay, cool. Go ahead. Yes, so he is doing a destination event, Mikasa, and we'll give you a link at the end of this to check it out, and we'll kind of touch on that. And he's also doing an album, Perspective, under his DJ name, Mad Thinker. And I just want to thank you very much for taking the time to talk with me today. And I wanted to just invite you to start wherever you're feeling most alive. Sure. Uh, I guess um, it all kind of ties in together. Um, Just to go back to your intro, um, my favorite thing to do is and probably where I first met you through three degrees was um, through DJing. Um, so that's my favorite thing to do is to DJ. I just, I love to play music and, and to select music and uh, to introduce people to new music. Um, and, uh, but through that event was also three degrees, which was the event part of it. Over the years though, uh, I started producing music. So within my two current projects, which is the event series, Mikasa Holiday, and um, the album Perspective, it's kind of bringing all the worlds together, uh, because after the album's done, I'll be DJing, <laughs> doing my favorite thing to do, which is DJing. Um, I are, guess, uh, yes. Are you going to be working, is Three Degrees part of Mikasa Holiday? Well, Three Degrees, um, well, I would say that Mikasa Holiday is... Um, one step beyond what we were not able to achieve with Three Degrees, uh, and that is Three Degrees was made up of, there was an ultra lounge, which is every Wednesday party. There was um, foundation parties where we traveled to San Francisco and New York. Uh, then we had the Sun Call House, we called Home Tour, which were these um, events that would happen around holidays, like uh, you know every three or four months. And then the, the one thing that we weren't able to do was um, this event that was called the Global House Project. And that was selecting some destination and taking our community uh, to that destination and producing an event there. So essentially, that's what Mikasa Holiday is. Um, except the way that it all happened was my sister, um, short story was, the short story is when I first started uh, throwing parties, the first party that I ever wanted to throw, uh, it was from my mother. I mean, it was it was at my mom's house, and uh, one of the prerequisites was that if I was going to do the party, I would have to give some of the uh, the money to my sister for spending money to go on her very first uh, senior trip 
and she went on her senior trip to Acapulco after doing that very first party, which that very first party, the only reason I did it really was because it was so boring in the suburbs, and I bet my cousin that I would be able to get 500 people to go to a party. I was, I was are, we, are we talking about suburbs of Chicago? Yeah, so I'm from Elgin, which is a suburb of, uh, of Chicago. Okay. And it was so boring in the suburbs, uh, I bet my cousin that I could get 500 people to go to a party, which was going to be at my house, where <laughs> you know, my, my mom and my sister live. My mother, uh, after trying to convince her, finally said, okay, but if you make any money, you have to give some of that money to your sister for spending money to go on her first trip, her senior trip. She was going to go to Acapulco. I did that first party. 600 people showed up, so I knew I wasn't crazy. I gave that money. I gave some money to my sister to go. She fell in love with Acapulco, and then over the next couple of years convinced the company to uh, hire her on as a uh, student uh, organizer, you know, for trips, for senior trips. Oh, brilliant. She went on. Yeah, but she went on for 20-some years um, working with that company, traveling and organizing uh, hospitality uh, and travel. And I went on with uh, DJing and event production. And then in 2009, we bridged both of those together and created Mikasa Holiday. Oh, so, so this is you and your sibling. Yes. I so love when things not. happen like that. <laughs> yeah, so it was... Uh, it's been, it's been pretty cool. So throughout that time, Three Degrees was born. In fact, before Three Degrees happened, um, Jeremiah Serafin, who was a part of Three Degrees, um, he, uh, and Three Degrees being a, an event promotion in the community that we built off of one party. But before that started, Jeremiah Serafin did a different event to Amsterdam called the Global House Project. Uh, and I remember it was so cool. And he, he had this all organized. He wanted to take all of these people and give them a different experience beyond just going to your regular party. And he, it wasn't able to happen. I remember looking at it all and I told him, I was like, man, this is a cool idea, but you know, I think it would be better if you built a community first and then took everyone on a trip. So that that actually happened before three degrees. Like that idea came to, you know, to, um, about before three degrees. Then we, created Three Degrees Collectively, which was, you know, the concept was based on six degrees of separation, except we felt if we're in the one city, there had to be, like, it all had to be, like, if the world is six degrees of separation, and being in one city, we had to be at least three degrees, friend, you're either a friend, a friend of a friend, or a friend of a friend's friend. So that's what that event was built on, and it was kind of, to me, it was like probability. And so we wanted to take the whole element of money out of it, and it was a free party, but you had to be a friend of a friend, you know, or a friend of a friend's friend to get in. So it was members only. We we had just like 20 of us, just yeah. friends of friends in the beginning. And, and over a couple of years, it ended up being about 10,000 friends of friends. It just spread like crazy. Um, so and that, that is crazy. actually how I met you. I was bartending at that event. And I loved you guys. Everybody was just so kind and loving and everybody was, I mean, it felt like family, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I mean, and that was the whole premise of the event is that the guarantee was once you got in there, you were essentially going to be friends with someone. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, 
know, through time, we just kind of started to look at it and we drew out principles and just looked at everything, kind of built an entire community, but it was all really based on just being a friend of a friend. And I think one thing I got out of that event was um, what happens when people distinguish commonalities uh, between one another. Mm, yeah. And that was really super important, uh, an important distinction to me because it reminded me of... Um, it reminded me of high school, and I always remember when in high school there will be like these kind of rivalries, friends, whatnot. But the only thing that could bring those friends together was a new kid from out of town. <laughs> a really cool new kid from out of town could come in, and no one wanted to be the bad person. So everybody, he could, he or she could make everyone get along, and that's kind of how what three degrees what we did. For Chicago, we were able to take, um, you know, event promoters and DJs and producers who had previously had either, you know, ideas about each other, like ones that weren't too cool with each other. But we were able to create one neutral place where everyone was always cool and there was no problems. And and I I take a lot of pride in that. And we all were really super proud of that and what we had to offer, you know, for Chicago with that event. So because of holiday, essentially, I extracted all of what I learned through Three Degrees, and then, as well, um, I kind of looked at, um, because everyone was getting a little bit older, what would be the, I took all my travels, all the conferences that I've been in, uh, you know, every hotel I'd ever been booked uh, and stayed in and just look at, like, what would be um, the ultimate, like, experience. In fact, it was, like, when we started Three Degrees, it was kind of, our objective was to create an experience ten times your average experience. Yeah. And that was the other thing that I, that I felt was missing within the nightlife, which was um, the excitement. People were not excited. They would say, you know, did you go to this night last night everyone would be like oh yeah it was great and I'm like man I remember when I was go- going out in the beginning I was everyone was like oh you missed it I can't believe you it was so much excitement and then it dwindled down into like yeah that was great so I, I could only think I'm like okay these people are having fun right now I said then we need to, we need to kick this up like you know 10 times and so when we selected and the other thing was when we created because of holiday, we built everything from scratch. Picked a new location, um, which we looked at different locations like Hawaii, Puerto Rico, and we, you know, we settled in on Playa del Carmen, Mexico. It was um, flying to Cancun, so it was a really short flight. Um, it was paradise. We picked October. It was low season, so it was like that last event or a place that you could go before it started getting super cold in like uh, you know most of the, the states and it was inexpensive since it was low, low season so it was like a, a beautiful alternative but we started from scratch picked all the hotels picked all the uh, you know the, the venues the, the artists the transportation and created this super like high-end service oriented uh, uh, custom curated weekend for people who had seen it all. That was kind of that. That was like the model because, especially in Chicago, like we've been to, you know, we're still, it's the birthplace of house music. So that's right. We've seen every DJ. We've been to every kind of party. 
we've seen all the tricks from for years and years. So what can you do to impress us? And plus, a lot of us have flown all around the world. So the standard was super, super high. So when we went, when we went down and selected everything, it had to be, okay, once you got out of customs and you got into that band, it was like, wow, this is a nice band. Once you pulled up into your hotel, it's like, man, this is a great hotel. Once you see someone, uh, you know, once you on the way and you, you check in, you see someone that you know, and this goes back to the three degrees, it's like, oh, is that I know that person? And so we created it all, and it was really just to create all this energy and a platform where people ultimately, ultimately could distinguish different commonalities within each other to generate as much positive energy as possible. Because the other thing that was happening was like, People weren't necessarily taking time for themselves, especially, you know, with the digital age uh, of, of, of music, where before it was like, you know, you go to the record store, there was this whole experience, you saw cover. Yeah, that's right. About these artists. Yeah. Once it became digital, digital everything became so accessible, it became, uh, you know, you know, quadruple, 10, you know, 10, 10, you know, 20 times the amount of music coming out and and it was just like, everyone was kind of like lost. So yeah. it took away a lot of it. So once that happened, it was, it was really, really difficult to even get people excited about the music because there was so much of it. Even the artists, it's like, there was no more like, oh, did you get that song? You already knew, like, yeah, I probably didn't get it because you don't know what came out because there's a billion other songs that came out at the same time. Yeah, that's right. So, with all of that together, um, it really, it really just kind of dampened the, the 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 spirit of everything. So again, going back to Mikasa Holiday, it was really to kind of create that platform where some of that excitement can be regained. Um, you know, we were able to, even though it was geared towards just your regular person who loved to travel. Um, we inserted all of our industry friends and. Uh, our industry DJ friends, and, you know, who have helped build scenes in not just Chicago, but all over the world. And some of the themed events throughout the weekend are people who produce events who are running into the same issues. We just brought everybody together and created a big platform. So, you know, for the average person, it's like a vacation on steroids. <laughs> yeah, know, and it's like it the whole the whole time you're you're explaining this, I have like a smile on my face because the one thing, and this is like in all honesty, the one thing that I deeply miss about Chicago is like this sense of community that I had there. And it was because to a large degree, I think because of three degrees, I, I did not grow up in Chicago and I was this girl from Arizona and I was a flight attendant. So I was kind of like a gypsy. And then I was bartending on the side. And with that bartending job, you guys embraced me and you brought me along and everybody was kind. And when I moved away from Chicago, it kind of felt like a tribe. It was like a, a deep sense of community. And when I moved away from Chicago, I took for granted really, uh, what it felt like to always walk in to my job and just be embraced and be hugged and have like, like serious eye contact and thoughts and, um, communication that was like pretty profound and, and being surrounded by all of you guys who were part of that, um, 
that production, which I'm sorry, who was everybody in there? It was Mona, you. It was, Ma- yeah, it was Mana, Jeremiah, Preeti, uh, Big Sexy, um, Julian, uh, rest in peace, um, and a guy named Bobby Kazami in the very, very beginning. Um, yeah, so it was, there was, and then we started to branch out. It was like Ed Dunn in New York. There was uh, Corazon in San Francisco. Um, there's Double Seven in D.C. There was Middle Rapper who lives in Dubai right now. So, you know, kind of branched out after after a little while. But the, the initial was Mana, Jeremiah, myself, Preeti, uh, Julian, Bobby, Big Sexy, Dell, with rest in peace, my cousin, of course, as well. So, I'm sorry. Um, Yes, but yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And, and the thing is, and like yeah, people and and people like strive to be able to achieve this. And I took for granted when I was there. It was like, oh, this is awesome. I was young. I was early twenties. Like I just thought that this was what it was like to grow up and be out in the world. And I moved away, and I haven't quite found that type of sen- sense of like being together and just kind of positivity and acceptance and people doing things with their life that they're passionate about. I think that was another thing is like somehow because you guys were passionate about what you were doing, the people you called forth ended up being super passionate about what they were doing. And you were just like in this melting pot of like creativity and like love. And as you're explaining what you're doing in where where exactly you're doing it in Cancun, but um, what part? Uh, Playa del Carmen and Tulum. Okay, Playa del Carmen. So, and you're doing that every October? Yeah, so it, it started in 2009 as one event in Playa del Carmen. Uh, and then it's evolved into a season of events that start in April. So our first event this year is April 27th to the 30th in Costa Rica. Then in June, we go to Cuba. Then we do one domestic event in Chicago. And then the season finale for the year is in Playa Common in Mexico. Oh, my gosh. And so do does this group of people pretty much follow you? And then you have some people who can only attend one? Or how does this go? And how many people show so, up? So um, so what happens is uh, you know, now it's kind of it's, it's gone from you know one destination party to a brand. <laughs> you got the holiday, a lifestyle, if you want to, if you want to say, you know, that's built on travel, leisure, and music. So what happens is, in this season, people kind of just choose the destination, but majority of people end up going to uh, Mexico in the end because that's where we started, and the way it, it's the most developed. I would, uh, I would say, out of all of them, there's on that particular weekend in um, October there's 10 events um, yoga there's dance we fly in dancers from around the world to teach wor- workshops we have a community event and then we also have different themed events where DJs come and play all over the world as well and then you're set up in different hotels if you like all inclusive if you like boutique hotels if you want to stay in a condo whatever we set it all up for you um, and then for that particular weekend our capacity is 1500 because the whole idea is to to create enough um, to, to retain the intimacy of a, you know of a, of a you know like where you don't feel like you're a number but also have enough people to 
create the type of excitement that you would get in a massive event. Yeah. So, so it's like the best of both worlds, but with a lot of service that's involved. Because again, some people don't want to think about anything, and we we offer that where the second you get out of customs, you're you're taking care of well, all the way to get to your hotel and back. Well, I mean, so, I think that's all beautiful. I think that's all amazing. And how fun is that? And like, and there's just this part that like, if anybody could create a positive event, like I've been to yours and like people talk about, Oh, positive vibes and like staying positive. But like, I actually witnessed you do that time and time and time again. And I could not imagine what it, I mean, I can't imagine, I actually can't imagine what it would feel like to be a participant, a participant in something like this. I mean, it sounds, it sounds amazing. Like you're, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's incredible, but the, just like in Three Degrees, one of the things that distinguished Three Degrees from everything else was it wasn't so much that there weren't other events that wanted to bring everybody together, because if you start to think about, you know, events that were fun, somewhere in their mission is like, oh, we want to bring everyone together. But what it was is that we were completely focused on the com- on community versus just a party it was all about literally everyone else which is why we we created that calendar and we brought all of the different people who were doing the different events we would promote them and so when it was like their lounge it was their space so it it was exactly what it was supposed to be and there weren't any events that really were focused on that and even to this day there still aren't really events that you know, in Chicago that aren't focused on that. And that's why it feels, even if you go back, it feels fragmented. That's why, um, like even for the music scene there, it's still fragmented for us. We were one of those situations where we had the three resident DJs, which means the community always knew they were going to get what they wanted yeah. you know, from a musical standpoint. Yeah. We always brought in guests at the same time, but we weren't a slave to having to bring a guest DJ in so it all worked together. So for Mikasa Holiday, it's kind of that same situation, which is it's we're not a slave to this superstar DJ that has to come play. The event is incredible, regardless of what artist. They already know that the artist, the music's going to be uh, uh, awesome. They know everything about it. The place is paradise. So right. you, there's no way. There's no way to like. Not even if you do not like electronic music and all, and all, this still will be one of the greatest experiences that you've had. At least top three. <laughs> I'll say that for sure. So, um, because that's what it's focused on. The whole point of it was to make sure when you go down there that you feel like, wow, something that brings some type of energy. And it, it sets it up. Uh, it sets up uh, in a way for everyone else who's coming. You're going to meet someone who... Uh, you know, who has some type of commonality or whatnot. In fact, I always tell, you know, guests when they're going to come, I say, listen, think about what you want to do in your life. Just think about it before you go and then forget about it. Then come down, have a great time. And I guarantee you, when you leave, when you get ready to come back home, you're going to have all this energy. And all that energy is going to go towards what you were thinking about before you went down there. Mm, that's beautiful. It's like setting an intention, kind of letting it go and uh-huh. rejuvenating by like 
this wonderful force of nature that called community, you know, I like, and when you're, yeah. And when you're down there, what's going to happen is because you'd already thought about these things, you're going to end up running into someone or having a conversation with someone automatically without us even trying, you don't have to force it. And someone's going to say something. You're like, Hey, no one ever thought about that. And then all of a sudden you're going to come out of there, have all this energy. You're like, wow, these people. And, And everyone's cool because, it, that's again. It's it, that's kind of my sister and I. We've uh, we've grown up in a we grew up in a very multicultural. Uh, uh, we had a very multicultural upbringing. My one neighbor was Japanese. The other one was Indian. The other one was Russian. The other one was Polish. Um, you know, my cousins lived in all uh, Mexican neighborhood. My other cousins lived in all black neighborhood. And I learned from everyone, and always thought that it was all the same. Because when we were a kid, you just want to play. And so we and, and my parents. My, you know, my, my mom was always, you know, you got to have integrity. You have to, you know, people might not see, like, uh, understand what you want to do. But as long as you can see it, do it. And my dad was a visionary and he was always like a, a what if guy? What if you did this? Can you imagine this? And so every day, like, we were, like, coming home to this type of mindset. Which wow. Wow. normal. Wow. And, um, and we've just applied that. And so what a beautiful, like foundation of support you were kind of nestled into. Totally. And it's beautiful because my mom, she comes over here to me as a holiday. Oh, really? Um, you know, she is, she's a big part of, yeah, she's a, she's a, she's a big part of, of the event. And it's, it's been cool because, because she gets, she gets to watch my sister and I like produce this and, you know, from when we we're, and I'll never forget when. My, my mom, she always told me when I was a kid, she's like, man, you know, she said, you, you know, J.U. for short, uh, for Julius, she always said, you, you know, you have to have passion. You, whatever you do, you have to have passion. And, you know, then I remember when I was my 30th birthday, and she, Preeti uh, uh, actually surprised me and invited my mom to see me DJ for the very first time. And my mom, you know, got a chance to watch me, and I just remember, like, because I'm super animated when I'm DJing, and, and she's watching me, and she's like, wow, this kid is this, <laughs> I can't believe this all these years later. So it's been really cool to, um, you know, have my mom, like, by my side, and then now this all kind of sets the stage for my very first album, which has been in the works for some years, but kind of like with the events, um, I it took me a long time to really produce this album because... I was, I've seen, there's, there's a lack of like, there was a lack of like um, uh, uh, excitement about the music that I just, and, and about a project. Usually people are like, oh, I have an album coming out and then I don't hear anything else about it. They promote a little bit and that's it. And I, I just, I couldn't just put all this work into this music and then it just disappeared. I couldn't do that. So for me, I, I, I needed to, have something that was going to like create some type of wow factor. And so because I started producing music, you know, five, you know, some years ago, you know, for this, this, uh, I, I started producing some music, um, for years, but like five years ago, really gotten serious about it. And then only like three years ago, I knew, okay, I'm definitely going to do an album. So then I had to figure out, well, what is going to tie all this music into together and the one commonality between all the music that I had been producing and what I've been producing now was my perspective 
because I don't have equipment at home. They're all concepts. Everything is a concept. And then what I do is I go get musicians, engineers, um, to help me build out these concepts. Right? You know, so you know what I'm, you know what I'm noticing, and I want you to continue. But I just like I feel like I feel like I want to insert <laughs> insert this is like you know you're you're like a bridge in life. I mean, are you noticing that? Like you're you're like a bridge. You you're one maybe like your gift in life is to bridge people together. Have have you been told that? Like you're and um, you're you're bridging people, I, I, you're bridging I, I, music. It, it makes sense. It makes sense. It, it it does make sense because I do actually to think about intent and purpose I feel like the reason that I'm here on earth is to help people get to places that they never imagined possible. Mm, so that's so within, beautiful. Within that, within that I, I what happens is I, I automatically um, like absorb in one single conversation. I'm always asking, Hey, how are you? What's going on? And I listen. And whatever out of that conversation, be it ten minutes or ten hours, I will have formulated some way for the person to get closer to whatever they're trying to do (laughs) than when we started. It's just just how I'm made up. Yeah. What a powerful gift. What a beautiful, powerful gift. So within the music, it's, it's, I guess it works the same way. So, you know, within this project, I've been super excited about it. Um, You know, it's been these years. So perspective uh, is, is the title and, because that's what the commonality of all the music was. And when I was just about to make, I needed a title title track. Um, and so what happens for me in my process is, first I, I identify with a feeling, right? And so in life, I feel like life can be very tragic. Um, it can be very tough. However, there's all this optimism and possibility. And the idea is not to get drowned by all the tragedy so you miss the possibility. So instantly I'm like, okay, well, what's a story? Once I identify the feeling, it's like, okay, what's the story? And the first story, for some reason that popped in my head, that would be tragic, but possibility given, uh, was, you know, this 14-year-old girl, she, um, I'm like, okay, yeah, she's a girl, she loses her family in this fire. I'm like, oh my God, that's so crazy. And, but, you know, her violin's the only thing that's left. And she has this performance. And this is what the song is, right? This performance. So I kind of. Oh, so so wait. Head. So you're you're kind of like so before you sit down. I'm just trying like as an artist before you actually sit down and create the music. You create a feeling and then a storyline and then music from that storyline. So usually it's like in this particular for this particular song. It was the feeling was. Tragedy, intensity, possibility. Okay, well, yes. that was that was that, that was a feeling. Then from that feeling is what story would generate that feeling? Okay. So then it's like, okay, this girl, it's a tragedy. What kind of tragedy? Okay, loses family, fire. She's a violin because I love violin. All right, um, this is what happens now. What's going to happen? Music is her life. Um, she has this performance. Her friend convinces her to do this performance, and she does this performance, and the performance is epic because the song is epic, right? Then the whole album is about what happens after this performance. Is this enough, or 
will she go into the unforgiving music industry? So that's the context for all of the songs on the album. Whoa, that's um, incredible! Thank you for sharing. Whoa, that is yeah, deep. Totally. Yeah, totally. So um, you are like yeah, that's an art. That's like a whole nother layer of being an artist, right? I mean, that's incredible. You know, it's 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 kind of happens by default for me because again, I don't have like there's producers that are at home that have uh, all types of software and they're you know they're you know they're they're plugging away and creating these sounds and creating this. That my process doesn't happen that way because I don't do that. And I you know what happens is like even for the song that's out right now, the song is called Born to Do It. The first single off the album is called Born to Do It. That was a song that I was inspired. Um, to write because there was an artist, his name was Kevin Everett, um, who I felt was going through some things and I felt like there was kind of something that was blocking him. And I thought about his situation and I just wrote this song, which was really just about, you know, like, hey, um, I know things are tough, but guess what, man? You got to keep going because you were born to do this. That was what was in my mind. So in the lyrics, you know, it kind of talks about uh, it, it talks about tragedy, but what would be tragic for, like, the the, the analogy is kind of in the song is, like, um, uh, it's, like, uh, about, um, like, for a musician, the, you know, for a person, like, imagine a parent losing a child. It's, like, a musician not having the ability to play music anymore. That's kind of like what I <laughs> compare this song, like in, in the lyrics, it's kind of like that. It's like, yeah, just oh, un- wow. unbearable, unbearable. Unbearable, exactly, like that thought. And then, of course, in the song, the way that I, I wrap it up, it, it's, um, you know, um, it's like you, you see this, but, oh, you know, thankfully they found the child, you know, and then it's a thankfully I found, thankfully I have music. Yeah. I, kinda, I like to write, I like to write in a way where you, where, where you point something out that is like can be so like super like uh, you know heart wrenching, but then have kind of a more of an optimistic outcome. I like I, I like that. I like to draw people in and, and and write in that way. So that song is different than the song moments that I have that's on the album. That really I wanted to write the song that was I always loved how Stevie Wonder could write songs, be blind but totally paint a picture. So this is kind of like influenced by him in that way where it's a song that's just talking about all these different types of moments that you would have in your life and how quickly they go by yeah and it's just you know so everything is different you know everything is different but putting it all in the context of this story and this young lady who has gone through all of this and you know for this you you go to that 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 album page and you'll see kind of like a it almost looks like it's going to be a film. <laughs> That's my entire approach. Um, it's more about, it's the story, and then the music is the soundtrack to the story versus just an album about music. Because I felt like I can reach way more people with just this this, this kind of universal story. And you know... Behind this young lady. And, yeah. and are you seeing the parallel? I mean, I'm, I'm just like in awe of like just the way you function. The parallel to the way you're producing an album and then the way you're creating community, right? It, like it's it's... It's like there's this similar similar parallel where, where like the music's important and it's like 
passionate and drives you and it's like your love, but like the focus is like this, the story or the community or the, the, like the feeling in which like you get from being involved and like, do you, do you see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it's, I, through this entire process, I've had to think about a lot of this stuff because part of it is um, you know, it's not just the music, it's not, you know, it's not just making music, it's also the kind of the marketing behind it and all, and I, with everything that I approach, I always, I've always been about, like, how do you sell the truth, you know, what's 100% authentic, present what's authentic, and I guess when you, from a marketing perspective, when you sum up my own personal story, it, the headline ends up being, build a community or be a star, mm. and so... Mm. All this throughout my life, I've always, although I've had this gift of DJing and been like, you know, been someone who could always be out in front of people, I've always made the choice to build the community. And that's why even earlier on, instead of like pursuing just the DJing and producing music end of it, I decided to be the big part of 30 Degrees and and look at the event and build the platform so it's everyone has the opportunity that I did, right? And so it's interesting to come up to this album because the question ends up being, well, okay, so producing the, the, the details and the, the mindset that goes into producing events, will that translate into the same as producing this album? So that's, uh, that's what's yet to be uh, seen. Well, yeah, like, uh, like, stay tuned, right? Like the, yeah, you, stay tuned. but I feel like March something 1st. March 1st is when it's coming out. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I will definitely be one of the first. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited for you. <laughs> and I, I don't know, but I kind of believe that like your essence of who you are in the world is going to translate. Like, it, I mean, it just feels like it will. Yeah. I mean, can only be me. So, yeah. So, and and I, and it's I, the way that I approach it all is it's all the same. In fact, it's really interesting to, through this album process because I've had different mentors, um, different uh, people consult, even with the event. What I do is I I acknowledge everyone. Everyone has something valuable to say, but generally I have a vision, and the idea is. It's always how close can I come to what I see in my head, right? Right. And sometimes within this, um, within that vision, and you're, you're consulting, like some people would tell me that, hey, you know, you need this song, or you have to have this type of song, or even with Three Degrees back in the day, same thing with events. I remember they told me the first time that we wanted to do an event at Soundbar years ago, and they said, well, people aren't going to, you, you'll never be able to, to sit pack soundbar because you're not playing progressive house music. And I and I said, okay. And he says, because people aren't into that. There's not enough people into that right now. So what I took out of that was, I understand, okay, you wouldn't be able to get house music people to go there. You wouldn't be able to bring enough people together That's to do that. That's right. Then the, the question in my head was like, well, what if, I said, what's the capacity? The capacity is what you know, 500,000 people. Okay, so, all right, Michael Jackson doesn't play for Gareth House music, but millions of people know him. So are you telling me he can't pack it either? <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, it just meant like, okay, so you just mean that 
you just have to have enough people. And so that was why we were able to do the bigger clubs with Three Degrees because I knew all it was was we just need to have enough people. <laughs> That's just it. As opposed to taking, saying, oh, maybe we need to change the music for this in order I never believed that. And that's the same thing with Mikasa Holiday. People say, why do you go to Mexico? Why did you I'm just like, hmm, okay. The reason we went to Mexico was like, because I remember going and having the best time of my life in an underground party in the in a dirty warehouse in the freezing cold. <laughs> and I had the time of my life. So if I could have the time of my life in a dirty warehouse, there's no way possible I can have the time of my life in paradise. Amen. So that, was, that was what like kept me going when people would say, oh, I don't know, I don't know. I just kept thinking back to that. Like, you know, I'm like, Hmm. It just means that people just need to hear. It just more people just need to hear about it, and so, I have to just wait patiently. So I have a question. So, so like, what would you say yeah. to like those who are listening, who are like, you know, younger or trying to create something? What do you think it that is for you that keeps you keeps you stern and grounded and? as you move forward in your decision, knowing that you're going to still do it, even though you're getting the feedback of no, like what, what is that little piece that helped you like overcome these obstacles? Okay. Well, first of all, gosh, it is a daunting feeling. Um, you will go through it and feel like you're completely alone. But the thing that kept, that keeps, that kept me, and I have to pass on the strongest that, that, that I got, I'd received was what my mom said years ago. And it was really simple. And it was just that, look, you may have this idea. And it, you can see it clearly. And when you start to talk about it, people might look at you like you're crazy. And they just might not understand. But just because they don't understand doesn't mean what you saw is not true. If you can see it, it's possible. If you can see it, it is possible. So what I try to do at this point is like that vision, once once there's that vision, and it, it's usually pretty broad, then you kind of got to distill it down into what is the, the, most, the simplest part of that that no one can debate. And that was me giving you the example of like my own example of Mikasa Holiday. Regardless of how many people told me, no, this couldn't work or whatever, the only thing I could think of is like, wait a minute. How can you not have a good time in paradise? There's a small segment of people who do not like heat. Okay, yeah. I'll take them out. Okay, no problem. <laughs> I'll take them out. That's, that, that still leaves 95% of the world, right? <laughs>
that's on our YouTube page, and I, I encourage everyone to to check it out. And really, what it is, it's kind of the journey from uh, an idea to fruition, and it tells you step by step everything that you go through. Um, you know, from in the beginning, it looks like it's so crystal clear. Then it starts looking cloudy. Like, what the hell am I talking? <laughs> Could you do me a favor when I um, yeah. post this podcast? Will you send me a link of that YouTube and I will post it with the podcast? Sure, absolutely. Okay. I'll definitely, I'll definitely do that. So yeah, that's the advice that I would give. Um, is just you know simplify it. Once you you know like let your mind go wherever wherever it goes, let it go there, right? And then. Simplify it in a way like what's the one, what's that foundation that you know 100% that this cannot be debatable, period. And, <laughs> and then stand on that through the duration of it. And understand, people aren't going to understand, people aren't going to understand, you're not going to be able to articulate it. Part of it is going to be you super excited. But if you cast that vision, and especially if you, you know, like some people are write it down. I mean, I think it's always a good idea once you have it, kind of write it down. Um, my mind works in a way, it's almost like taking this, this photograph. I'm a visual person. It takes like this photograph of what's possible. That one thing, that one like time when you can see all the people and there and all that. And just stand on that and just keep on, and just keep on going and accept anything that comes your way. And that is from people disagreeing, people not understanding, to you not being, take responsibility for you not being the best at doing what you need to do to make it come into fruition, take all of that and just keep on going. That's beautiful. The only, way it won't the only way it won't happen is if you stop. And my mom just reminded me of this, like, just this holiday season because through what happens year after year, especially producing this event, first it was like throwing a party in paradise. To building a brand are completely different, completely yeah. different ways to think about it. So, well, I might, I might like, actually, I might actually have to have you on a, sec, a second podcast to talk about like the differences and like uh, your process with that. Yeah, sure. I would. Absolutely. I mean, like absolutely. in the future, sometime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's almost been an hour, huh? I know <laughs> how quickly <laughs> how quickly that yeah, went. Yeah. Um, totally. Totally. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your passion, your love, like what you're doing in the world and taking the time to help me build what I'm passionate about in the world as well. Like sharing your passion is sharing in my passion and I appreciate the support and I look forward to your album and that's March 1st and I will send a link. I'll send a link um, and also uh, check out his Mikasa holiday and if you want any more information I will make sure do you have um an email or will they be able to get a hold of you to it's mikasaholiday.com or for me it's themadthinker.com themadthinker.com and you can get a hold of him directly and thank you very much for your time and have a wonderful night and we'll be in touch soon all right. Thank you, Nicole. Good to hear from you. Good nice, to talk to you. Nice to talk to you, too. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.